Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. Uh, I'm Val Hughes, a 30-year Wall Street veteran who's had to take on a secret identity and go underground in order to provide you with my candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen my face on TV. You've seen me quoted in the news, but my bosses would never allow my unfiltered views on the air, so I've disguised my voice, and they'll never know. This week, we look at the January 21st, 2011 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. But uh, before I get to that and some caveats, I'd like to introduce um, Cash Flow. Uh, Cash is a, uh, a friend of mine that recently sold a uh, quite a valuable uh, business, sitting on a lot of cash, and owns a big bond portfolio. And my fear is that rising interest rates are going to crush his principal, and yet he needs safety of principle. He likes some yield. He's waiting for the next big idea to invest in and wants a safe portfolio in the meantime. And I think there's some good ideas in here, Cash, this week for you. Val, sure. good to be here. Cash is here, and I'm looking to invest my cash, which is in a bond portfolio. And it's something that's that's what time. I said it was in a bond portfolio. I'm, just try I'm reiterating that and reaffirming okay. it yeah, and reaffirming. Sure. And I'm looking to spend some cash. What do you got yeah. for me? Well, I've got three, you know, pretty good ideas this week. Um, and they're all from this week's edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. But before I get Excellent. to that, a couple of caveats. First, this show is for entertainment purposes only, and that's not a guarantee. Secondly, um, we may be completely, I'll speak for myself, I may be completely uninformed about uh, the stocks I'm going to talk about. I'm just reading Value Line after work. In cash, I'm pretty sure you're completely uninformed about these as well. I am, yes. Although, I, well, I won't, yeah, I'm not going to get into yeah. that. Um, and so uh, see all our caveats at www.thevalueguys.com. Uh, the third caveat is, uh, you know, I might, I quite likely am, am drinking after work and things like that. So um, this, uh, this week, three ideas, January 21st, 2011. As uh, longtime listeners know, I, I was doing a rant. I gave up the rant. Uh, a little bit. Last week I talked about this notion that China is a quarter the size of the U.S. economy, yet people think it's bigger. Um, uh, it is important. You know, I don't have anything this week. I'm just going to get right to the stock. Yeah, let's do it. We learned did China you, made the first ice cream. Yeah, we did. That was important. Did you, um, are you looking at businesses to buy, or are you just trying to mainly, you know, keep your, keep, you know, keep a little bit of a yield coming or something. You know, well, I, I'm looking what's for your my goal? next. I'm looking. I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm looking yeah. for the next business for me to uh, invest in. Buy. So, are you taking meetings every week uh, yeah. about this? Yeah, I look at business plans constantly. What's, uh, you know, I think sometimes what's happening in private equity can drive the stock market. What area? You know, are there any areas that particularly are of interest these days uh, to I, a young, I, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. cash-rich entrepreneur? Like what? Something that is using the internet as its platform. Uh, whether it's content or e-commerce, I'm very interested in. Uh, what about like a show, like a podcast? Would that have value? Potentially. Like would it be worth like a million bucks or something <laughs> Could like that? Could be, if I'm Listen, on it. Listen, <laughs> we should talk. We should talk. Okay, well, I've got some stocks I want Let's, you to post. All right, I want to First up this week, uh, Coffee Holding, ticker JVA. And I want to, I'm doing something a Java. little... Yeah, I get that. That's right. I, I'm doing something a little different this week. I usually just go out of the standard value line edition, which is a lot of big stocks. This week, I used this, the uh, we got a subscription at work to a the plus edition, and I got this. Uh, this thing is a little teeny stock. This is the kind of stuff we would look at in the office. It's even small for us. It's a twenty million dollar 
market cap. And, and this particular value line sheet, it's a little different. I, I don't know. They don't have analysts, perhaps, covering these, so they are really you know, much more brief in their comments. But they usually put a market cap number on the page so you can calculate the enterprise value pretty easily. I'm not even finding it. I had to get out a calculator. That's upsetting. Mm -hmm. But I did, and so that's how I calculated the $20 million. The stock's at $4.10. One of the things I like about that is there are all kinds of funds that can't buy stocks under $5. And since that's ludicrous... Uh, you, in effect, reduce it because I could do a re reverse stock split, reduce my shares, and raise my stock over $5 if I wanted to. And so it shouldn't have an economic impact, and yet it, in effect, reduces the demand, which gives you a chance to buy uh, the stock at a better price than perhaps it might be worth, just on the basis of it being five, you know, under $5. The other thing is a market cap of this size. A lot of firms can't begin to look at a stock this size. Again, smaller demand. As a stock, as a total value of a company grows over time, you get a natural increase in demand, I think, because bigger and bigger firms, bigger pools of capital can perhaps buy your stock, um, and uh, the market gets a little more efficient, et cetera. You get some liquidity, et cetera, and you get this natural improvement in the valuation as a result of the company getting bigger. Now, the key to that is you, the company needs to succeed over time. You can't have any bankruptcies. And so a little company like this, Coffee Holding, you know, it, it is a little scary, but, you know, one of the things I like about it is it's ten times earnings. Uh, they basically are um, in, involved in an addictive drug, coffee, and uh, th there doesn't seem to be any decline in the market share of coffee in terms of what people drink. That's just going up. And you could conceivably have this natural uh, proclivity to move toward lower-cost beverages from, you know, even Starbucks has had to cut prices and such. These guys sell a, a private label coffee. So if you are a business, you want to get in on this high-priced coffee thing, but you, you know, want to keep the margin in part for yourself, you've got a strong brand, I think probably a store, you can hire them to make a coffee for you. You can tell them how you want it. They've got, it looks like dozens of different types of coffee. They'll do the packaging how you want and all that. And for that, they're making a 5% operating margin, which is just a little piece, and they're earning a 17% return on capital this year. They don't have any debt. Uh, they don't have much cash either, I'll say. So they're managing their capital very well. They did uh, $75 million in sales last year. Value Line has no guess this year because they have no analysts. But it's probably going to be $80 million. And they're probably just marching ahead. There may be some fragmentation in the distribution. You know, it looks like it could be a sustainable thing that grows. And it's... Uh, Seven times EBITDA. Uh, there's no uh, dividend here at all, um, mm. Mr. Flo. So this yeah. this is so, more to your entrepreneurial side. Yeah. A little coffee distributor. Yeah. They're getting in with some customers. You're buying it at seven times EBITDA. That's a 14% cash on cash return. So you earn that in a sense. I mean, we could buy this company. It's twenty yeah, million dollars. Twenty million. Would you buy this you company? You just have to open up your wallet and you could buy well, it. Yeah, I mean, well, before we get to me doing that, we know you could do that. Would so I buy this? Would you? Well, uh, let's say it was half price. Let's say it was not twenty; it was ten, and then the rest we could, you know. Here's get what I think: great trend in coffee drinking. You know, yeah. when, you know when coffee drinking started? Uh, it was probably started in. Uh, in the Arab countries. Ninth century. Where? 800 A.D. You have, what is this? Ethiopians. Know it. Ethiopians. Ethiopians. Okay, Arab, right? Yes. 
I knew that. Another thing. The Where's word, this listen, coming listen, from? Are you on fun the internet? Fact, another fun fact. Coffee was at one time a term to use for wine. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Why? So what? The black drink was replaced by wine. So what? Interesting. What, what are you doing? Just All interesting right. fun facts. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, I like I, it. I like it. It's small. Uh, it's a small margin, though. And... Uh, what about the annuity? Uh, uh, there's the annuity. an annuity. See, that's no, what we're talking about. Yeah, there's the annuity. Addictive drug. I'm just, well, can it get replaced about who they're... they're yeah, uh, I mean, somebody could probably the... cut a better deal, but they yeah. you probably just have to have great customer relationships. You know, really know each customer. And it's not clear here. Value Line doesn't do much work here on who the customers are, how they get them and retain them. That would be key. You'd have to do your own homework. I looked them up. They have some what? branded coffee are, too. They have branded you are, coffee. We, you know, we don't look at. The, we don't tend to use the internet here on the show. Well, I'm an internet guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm using what everybody else is going right. to use. So, uh, can they you listen into the show while they you're have, on there? Yes, can you pull I up can. our last show. I can. Yeah, yeah don't do you that. Bet. That's ridiculous. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got? Uh, they got some branded coffee too. So, um, I like it. It's interesting. Small, interesting. Hits the entrepreneurial side of me. This would be something maybe to like just Like you could buy. do something with that. Yeah, just to buy well, this Well, I mean, one. it's for it's $10 million, and then you'd have to get the rest. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. I'm going like to put this, this over in the potential private equity pile. Potentially, Thank you. yeah. Okay, like that one. Next up, uh, ITT Corp, ticker ITT. Um, and I didn't, I'm not doing page numbers this week. <clears throat> just going alphabetical, switching it up a little that bit. Um, ITT... You know, you've heard about them. They are now a diversified manufacturer serving a variety of industries through three business segments. Defense, which is over half of sales. Fluid technology, which is a third of sales. And motion and flow control, relatives years perhaps, uh, 12%. Now, it's gotten to where it's a big mishmash, which is why they're spinning it into three pieces. And I think if you act fast, you can buy it before they spin it. Now, the reason you might not, the reason you might want to do that is that once it's smaller, um, you know, the, the sum is sometimes greater than the parts. Now, on the other hand, when people get a little stub called uh, flow control, they might just sell it, and that could put some negative pressure on the stock in the short term, and I personally don't get too worried about that. It's 11 times earnings. I like that. Again, Mr. Flow here, there's no dividend yield, so I'm sorry. No dividend Again, yield? entrepreneurial. Well, 1.9%. Okay, it's so a bank. Okay. bank. Um, so I, I like the fact that they're splitting up, and I like the valuation. On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, it's eight times. And the way I look at things, you know, that would be an inverse, would be a 12.5% cash-on-cash return if we bought the company. And then you're going to get some growth, which Value Line estimates at 7.5%. So 12.5 plus 7.5 is nicely... 20%, which is a nice hurdle rate for a return if you're an equity investor. Uh, Value Line talks about the exciting news of the breakup. Um, it says the news was greeted with loud applause by the investment community, um, and the shares were up 20%. So too bad we weren't talking about this earlier. But it looks like it's still cheap. So, again, the past is the past. This opportunity is sitting here. Uh, margin improvement is coming. As you have the splits and you can more directly tie rewards of performance to uh, shares that might be owned by the employees of each segment, I think you get a lot more productivity out of the employees, and uh, that sometimes leads to you know better margin improvement, sales growth. Every division gets pumped, and so each group does better than the whole, and, and yet the stock's at a discount. So you have a lot of room for the multiple to advance, 
The company has had great returns. They put up mid-teens on capital, which is respectable, and they leverage that just a little bit into a uh, upper teens return on equity. But, you know, th this is an old company. They've got roots back into the earliest days of telecommunication. They evolved as a conglomerate. Um, you know, they got 8 bucks a share in cash, but that's offset by, you know, some debt. So they do have net debt to the tune of 700 million, which is about five bucks a share, 23% of capital, uh, total debt, less a uh, few percentage. So high teens, net, you know, net debt on, in terms of uh, to capital doesn't bother me. And a pretty good earnings and, and uh, revenue history. So what, that's what you got what's here. The, so the play is we're splitting this apart. Yeah, is the, that happening soon? Uh, you know, Cause we, we they, have the, they don't tell me. It says by the end of this year. Oh, this year. okay. We've got to run up in the stock, though, a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what it says here. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. So no, is there, you think there's more play if they split up the different divisions? Will we we'll get a better multiple on certain divisions then? Um, well, part of my notion would be that you'll get a natural expansion, potentially, if each group's motivation increases as a result of options and such tied to each new, you know, company, then you'll get a, you know, you'll get a surge in potentially. Again, productivity will drive sales and margin. So each company will have a little surge in earnings growth. And then the market will notice that, and you'll get a little surge in multiple growth. So you get a double whammy effect. And in return for that potential effect, I'd, and double whammy, by the way, it's not a, uh, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a serious term. You know, it's mm -hmm. not something I just kick around, you know, mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, no, I it, is, it is, I mean, it is a serious term. Okay. You know, I yeah. don't just say that. Don't just say yeah. So, I mean, the double whammy is where you get earnings and multiple, and that's powerful. If both go up 20%, that's a 50% gain. I like that, and I think that's what's embedded here, that potential. But in return, I don't know when it's going to happen. I do know the stock is up. I have to be, you know, I do know that I'm paying up a little bit. But I, I don't worry so much about that versus this potential mm -hmm. uh, DW effect right. uh, down the road. Fun fact. What? ITT began with a historical call by its founders to develop a phone. I might just phone in my order for you to buy this. What? What? <laughs> what? What, what fun fact? No, Alexander, fun fact. is this, when did that, that's not Alexander Graham Bell, is it? No, no, but uh, they were called upon Well, didn't he build. have the telephone before some other people? He made oh, first international call. Yes, international. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When what? When was that? ITT. I mean, I don't care. Why are you sucking me into this I, world? I want of you fun to know. Fact? Good facts care. to know. What? That's Here, a picture. I'm going to bring it back into. Is that a picture I might of Time Magazine? I'll phone you for the order for this. ITT. What? I might telegraph oh, the order to you. God. What? Are you trying to develop um, a comedy I'm act? Potential, I'm potentially interested in this. Right. Potentially. I don't know what you're doing over there. Are you using the internet again? I'm using the internet again. Yeah. That's ITT would have. All right. <laughs> so. What do you think? I mean, okay. this is not a dividend play, and uh, it's okay. but I think this it's could do okay. better than a uh, bank. Well, this return. could be uh, a great play. You never right. know what well, happens. You're not that enthused about that. But I think no, it's, it's a pretty it's interesting okay. one. ITT, again, don't know the page number. Do your own work. Now, finally, this is an interesting one. Again, I rarely have run across this because I don't often pull up this Value Line Plus version of Value Line. But when you do, you find a bunch of little stocks that Value Line doesn't have analysts on. Uh, and so here's an interesting one. It's, a, it's something called Maiden Form Brands, ticker MFB. And the first thing I'm attracted to here is, well, first, value. I know what you're attracted to. Well, value line rates at a four, so that gets my interest, in, in a sense of being contrarian. So I keep looking. 13 times earnings. Okay. 
uh, I see, uh, you know, a, a revenue stream that looks like it's been tell moving they steadily higher. Tell them what higher. they make. Well, tell what it they doesn't make. matter what it they make at what this point. What do they point. make, though? Well, let me get to that. All right. They've got a margin that's been pretty steady in the low teens over time, and they put up a return on capital in the mid-teens, and they lever that a little bit, return on share equity in the consistently, I mean, it's volatile, I'm going to give you that, but it's always over 15%, and it averages in the high 20s. They're going to put up 22 this year, they did 20 last year, but the year before that, before the recession hit, they were in the 30s. And what I like further is that it seems to be some type of annuity in the sense that once people buy these products, they stick with it. They stick with the upgrades. They stick with the brand. And the, the company's putting up uh, these you know operating margins that are strong enough to earn good returns, but too low for really someone to come in and do the type of marketing campaign that they would need to in order to displace the brand awareness of these guys. And the reason I say that is they make... Uh, as my, many of my listeners undoubtedly know, they make a wide range of products, including bras, panties, and shapewear. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm just reading value And line. swimwear. Do they? Mm-hmm. Are you on the website again? I am looking at it, yes. Uh, Maidenform sells products under some of the most recognized brands in the intimate apparel industry. I mean, that's going to get my attention. It's got my you know attention. What? And that's actually making me think a lot about my wife. Well, I, I might can't get say why. my girl. Will you? Maybe. Well, they don't have a mail order number here. But got, I mean, no, no. Listen, they've got a store locator on the internet website. What are website, you doing over there? Let me, and okay. I pulled it up. Let me get it. Bloomingdale's, Lord & Taylor, Let me Macy's. mention some of these I'm brands. just saying where you well, can here's, get it. Here's, here's a sign of the value. We haven't even gotten into the idea. You're already on the website. This is where you can get it. All right. Here's the brands. Maiden Form. I have right. heard of that. Right. Flexies. I don't know that one. Liliette. Right. I don't know for that's, some reason. That's the broad brand. Right? Sweet Nothings. Again, it's a nice name. I'm not sure I know that one. Rendezvous? I don't know. Subtract? I don't, I don't know about that one. They have something called Dream. Body Mates and Self-Expressions. And then they, have, uh, they do private label for certain retailers. My guess is once you buy some of these products, particularly in the intimate apparel area, you come back to the brand. There's back. brand power. I think so. And that, uh, you know, the demographics... Uh, the interest in these types of products, the willingness for people to expand their wardrobes a bit, if you will. I think this thing is uh, a strong brand. It's hard to imagine who could displace them uh, other than someone like, I guess, Victoria's Secret. But they've got their own stores, and perhaps these guys in return are the suppliers to all the department stores, Mm -hmm. and that must be what's happening. Again, Value Line talks a little bit here. They have 70 outlet stores and uh, they sell private product through those guys, but primarily they're selling department stores, national chain stores. You know, these, these guys, I'm going to guess, have a pretty good monopoly, oligopoly, in the sense that once you're in the store, whether it's a department store or a, whatever it is, that, that they've got the majority of the, uh, you know, the shelf space and the floor space and, and, and get their margin, and it's, a, it's an annuity. So the valuation, it's eight times EBITDA. That's a 12.5% return on capital, I would, or return on the cash we would need to invest to buy the company. And I view that as a very stable number in the sense that these are strong brands delivering value to their customers, not really seeing anyone that could displace them without spending a billion dollars on advertising, and the whole company is worth $600 million. So... Nobody's going to do that. They look like they have a pretty strong uh, protected business. And, uh, and I like it. It's a discount PE. So 
the play on this, Mr. All, would simply again be, well, for you, again, for me, it's ca always just pure capital appreciation. Will the stock go up a lot? If I get that, I don't have to worry much about interest rates. And when I mean a lot, I want to buy a stock that I think can double over three years. That's a 25% that's a compound return, and after, over any period in history, pretty much, that's going to be a respectable return. I'd also admit there's no way to actually maintain that type of return. It's obviously a goal, and it's a way to think about things that gives you a return that focuses your attention. But what will I accept? I mean, in this interest rate environment, I'm happy with a with honestly with a 10 or 15 percent compound return. When what I get on the in the bank is two, uh, I don't get anything in money markets. Munis are scary. Uh, I think the stock market as a source of just return. It is volatile and it is you know, a little bit uncertain near term. But if you have a five to ten year horizon, uh, this is where the yield play is in my view. So I, that's why I would sell it to you. I don't, now, you may have a, a more near term need if you think a business could present itself to you overnight. But well, you never know what other brands are going to come out with here. Uh, I like uh, the annuity factor of this in the department stores. It's a, it's an interesting uh, play. I, I, I might have to do some due diligence and go to these stores and actually get some of this stuff for my woman. Really? Yeah. They actually have a brand, they? they have a brand called Fab Fit, and this might be a Fab Fit. Fa this might be a Fab Fit for my portfolio. Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me, Fab. <laughs> so uh, you know, it could be. It's interesting. Cash, I wonder how much of what money. they're doing is marketing to men like yourself versus well, to women. Well, I'd say the maybe website, you get both. I'd say the website's marketed nicely. It's tasteful. Everything's tasteful. You won't be disappointed if you go to the website. There's a lot out their of they stuff. put a lot of photography on. They there. do. They I mean, again, Mr. Flo, we do not allow the internet on the show. What do you? You keep flouting I, all the rules I'm here. What the uh, <laughs> listeners are going to be doing? What? But that is that's a Flexies. that's a nice looking product. Yeah, it's good looking stuff. Um, so maiden forms. There's a lot of detail. Actually, there's not. This is in the value line. Plus edition, so there's no, there's really no analyst commentary. So all I can tell you is this is interesting. It's definitely a small or even micro cap. Um, there, the, the one thing I would, you know, say that it could be a, a bit of a negative is that, uh, well, it hasn't happened for a while, but they did have some big share issuances a few years ago. So I don't know if management is prone to issuing a bunch of stock to buy something stupid. I mean, again, do your own homework. That would be a risk to a company like this. I don't know who owns it, what the makeup is. Again, it's the plus edition, real you know, brief summary. So do your own homework, ticker MFB. And again, that's the show, I think, this week. I got three stocks. I'm going to have a favorite. Again, uh, Phil likes to know the favorites, so I want to pass it along to him. Um, coffee Holdings, that was first up. You know, they have this coffee wholesaler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ITT, the historic uh, and soon-to-be-broken-up conglomerate. Mm -hmm. And Maiden Form Brands, which has, a, I agree, an outstanding website. First corset bra was uh, made in 2000 B.C. Fun fact. <laughs> and how do they know that? Is it still for sale or what? I mean, uh, I, they do. How do they know that? Who knows? How the internet. Know? What, the internet knows. Would be how they know <laughs> Cash knows now. All right, my God. Is this what you sit around doing all day? Uh, I, I know. How are you going to find a business to buy if you are doing this? I want to know this? the facts. <laughs> no uh, matter if they're 2,000 years old. Are you closer to doing anything with your cash? Uh, potentially here. What do we got to get? We've no, got... I mean, a, bu a business. Well, a business I like. Sure. Um, I might like maybe forms. Well, what do we got again? Right. Coffee, Coffee holding. holding. I don't like the Maid margins. 
Too low. Right. Too low for Too me. Too low, okay. Too low. Entrepreneurial. Let me mark, let me mark mine. For... Okay, I'll look away. Look away. I'm going to look away and stay in the main. Okay. All right, I got it. <clears throat> All right. Coffee Holdings. Yeah. Margin's too low for you. Okay. We're going to pick a favorite. Right? Yeah, we are. ITT, which uh, is the breakup, and Maiden Forms. I like ITT. You like ITT? I like the play. Oh, I nice. Like well, let's see what uh, what I chose. Oh, 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 Coffee Holding. Coffee Holding. 20 holdings. million market cap. Don't put all your money in this. But if you put, I'd say, a half of 1% of your portfolio into this Coffee Holding, um, or let's face it, that would just got, not get you very many shares. But put a little bit into it. Coffee holding, ticker JVA. And that's all we have this week from the Value Guys. This has been the January 21st, 2011 edition of the Value Line Observer. Check out all our shows going back five years at www.thevalueguys.com. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Thank you.